What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Verzi Effect podcast show. My name is Paul Verzi, and today is uh, Monday, February 4th, 2019, and you guys are listening to episode 388. I got confused there for a second because I'm like, wait a minute, I did this one. This is a quick turnaround. I did the show four days ago, but um, wanted to get back to you guys uh, to regularly scheduled Mondays. Uh, because I'm also going to be uh, going on a cruise, the Impractical Jokers uh, annual cruise number three. I will be going on, uh, flying down to Florida tomorrow, and then the cruise is from uh, February 6th until the 10th. It's going to be just a bunch of shenanigans, I'm sure, a bunch of comedy shows, bingo, you know, all kinds of shit during the day. I'm going to be playing shuffleboard up there in a Hawaiian shirt. I don't know what I'm going to be doing. I'm probably not even bringing a Hawaiian shirt. I don't know why I said that. What I do know is that I would not be around or able, especially on the ship with everything going on, to do a podcast. Um, but here's the good news, everybody. For all you Patreon listeners, guess who is on the ship? A ton of comedians. Um, I will tell you guys right now, the comedians that are on the ship, and I'm just going to be doing, um, you know, all kinds of just, it's going to be hilarious. There's pictures and videos and talking to all these comedians, but, um, I will let you guys know who's on the cruise and I will try to get, um, as many just talking to my comedian friends on the Patreon. Uh, it's $3, it's $3 guys, uh, a month to subscribe and uh, as I work on new stuff in the future for the show, I'm actually doing a bunch of different stuff with the current show. So either way, you are going to win. Uh, here are the comedians that are on the show. Uh, on the boat is... It's hilarious. It's... Uh, here we go. Come on, man. Where's the damn... Okay, featuring Nate Borgazzi, Big J Okerson, Dan Soder, Jessica Kirsten, um, Steve Byrne, Robert Kelly, Carmen Lynch... Yours truly, Paul Verzi, uh, Cypher Sounds, Joey Fatone, Casey Joe, Space Monkey, Sean Clush, Karaoke Killed, who else, come on, Karaoke Killed the Cat, Elaine Kerrigan, Joe DeRosa, Mateo Lane, uh, J.F. Harris, Ramon Rivas II, Jiggy, Mike Fenoya, Chris Johnston, The Bonfire, which is Big J and Dan Soder. Um, who else, who else, who else, you know what dude podcast with Bobby Kelly, I'll be his guest, um, so it's just gonna be, let me see any other comedians here, Uh, Cleveland's Breakfast Club, The Flying Wasps, DJ, uh, Garris, DJ Blue, David Zucker, guys, and Adam Green, uh, so it's gonna be insane, David Zucker is the man who made Airplane and the Naked Guns, I cannot believe he's gonna be a part of this, I'm so excited about that, I really am, um, so, you know, I don't know if I'm going to be able to get David Zucker to come on and, 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 you know, talk on my, on my Patreon, but all those comedians, a lot of friends can be a lot of fun. Um, so I'm going to be able to get those guys, hopefully talk to them on the, on the, uh, Patreon, give you guys some video from the ship, give you guys some pictures, you know, it's going to be a nice cruise going to the Bahamas and stuff, uh, four days. I'm probably going to end up doing like three or four, uh, comedy showcases out there. So it should be a lot of fun. So I would not be able to do this regular uh, podcast for you guys. So I am uh, giving you this one. You got so you get you get uh, three eighty seven and three eighty eight close to each other. Binge listen. 
Go to iTunes, give good reviews, let people know, tell people about the Verzi Effect podcast, and of course, write in anything that you want to the uh, Unacceptables for TVE, whether you want advice or you want to send an unacceptable and all kinds of shit like that. Let's get into the show, everybody. Uh, I hope everybody did good and is doing well in the time in between. But let's uh, let's kick this puppy off. Let's get this puppy. I never understood why people said that. Let's kick this puppy off. Let's let's uh, <laughs> here we go. Ready? Let's get this fire started here. The Super Bowl was last night, guys. The Super Bowl was just a mere a mere whatever it was. What fourteen hours ago? Fifteen hours ago it ended. And uh, I am not gonna lie, guys. I normally come on here and probably more times than none go, oh, I had that one wrong. I had this one wrong. I thought this. But I will tell you, my predictions are very good in the playoffs and my predictions are very good in Super Bowls. And uh, last night was no exception. If you've listened to me on the DG show, which you guys should all go to the thedgshow.com, the D Gentleman Show. Which with your host Brett Ernst and Alec uh, Monaco, Alex Monaco, I was on there with the Lines Makers in Vegas. We did it uh, from the uh, studio they have there at the sports book at Mandalay Bay, and I said I thought the Patriots are going to win a game with their running game and you know the clock and uh, the experience and all that stuff. I didn't think Todd Gurley was healthy. He clearly was not. <clears throat> but yesterday I did something like a like a delusional degenerate gambler does sometimes. And I'm not a huge gambler, but, you know, you get these visions that you think where you're all of a sudden the fucking prophet. You're like, no, I'll tell you, this is what's going to happen. This is what's going to happen, okay? Um, I called my brother Christian. Shout out to my brother Christian and his lovely girlfriend, Erin, who came over to the house yesterday to watch uh, to watch the, the, the lackluster Super Bowl that was. I mean, let's be honest. It was amazing. It was a defensive masterpiece. But if you're just a novice fan, it was, I mean, it was a snooze fest. I'll get into the halftime show too, which was just, uh, but anyway, we'll get into that. We'll get into that. I might even get fired up on that because I, I I don't need to see I, I don't need I don't need to see your tattoos. I don't need to see you fucking dancing around. We get it, dude. All right. Anyway, we'll get to that in a second. I call my brother up and I go, Christian, I got the pick. I got the play. And he, I swear to God, he he'll attest to this. And 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 I I think I and I have text messages where I can prove this. Okay. And you guys heard heard the uh, the predictions on the show. And you've heard on, on any other show you heard me on. But this was even more specific. I call my brother. I go, Christian. I go, here's the deal, dude. I go, I think the only bet that is sits... Like when, I, when I went through everything in my head, I, and I swear to God, I'm not making this up. I go, the only bet that makes sense to me is the Patriots and the under. And here's why, with a tease. So if you're not a degenerate gambler, you don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, if you are, you get it. For you people that don't understand what a tease is, is you can, if the point spread is two, you can manipulate the point spread by six points, but you have to do two bets in order to get the six points. So the under over means what Vegas has the total score being combined. And it was 56 and a half. Rams and Patriots together are going to score a, a combined 56 and a half points. Do you think it's going to be over 56 and a half or under? You can bet that. 
and the, the, the Patriots were favored by two, two and a half. What I did was I said, why not tease it down? And I'm going to make the Patriots, instead of being two-point favorites, I'm going to make them four-point underdogs because I'm going to use that six points the other way. And then I'm going to take the six points of the 56 and a half and take that up to 62 and a half and take the under because I don't think there's going to be 63 points in this game. And get, it could not have been better. The score at one point was 3 nothing forever, then 3-3. Three to three. Uh, the, the, the under was in by the second quarter. You knew it was going to be the under. And then it was just a matter of if the Rams could come back and do something. Uh, they only needed a touchdown, and they threw a pick. Uh, Jared Goff, the coach, I mean, the, uh, the quarterback of the Rams looked completely shook and confused. And I got to tell you something, whether you thought that Super Bowl was boring or not, and I'll give it to you, it was. Awful commercials, too. The, uh, well, I'm going to talk about the halftime and the commercials after this, okay? But let's talk about this for a second. The defensive performance of the New England Patriots, and the more I think about it, and the more I think of how good their defensive backs played, and the more I think about not one pass interference call was thrown, not one pass interference flag was thrown in this game, okay? Here's another stat that is absolutely staggering and mind-blowing if you watch football or know about football. The Los Angeles Rams did not take one snap in the red zone during the entire Super Bowl. That is unbelievable. The defensive line of the Rams, which everybody thought was going to be the factor, was actually not because Belichick took out Aaron Donald, who's the best defensive player, one of the best players in the game, took him out and just, you know, had his guys fight against Sue. They won. And the defensive line of the New England Patriots, the defensive backs of the New England Patriots, just put on an absolute defensive clinic. Brady did not have his greatest game. He didn't look that sharp. But the passes he needed to make, those little floaters, those those timed passes to Gronkowski to get into position, that, that was enough. Um, and that's it. That was the game. It was not the most... Uh, you know, it was not obviously the most action-packed game. It, it was definitely not the AFC and NFC championship games, which were like legendary. But whatever, they all can't be like that. This was more of a, a defensive, uh, a defensive game, a defensive chess match, whatever. And um, but let's let's talk about first of all the commercial stunk. Okay, I don't need your. There were two great commercials. I thought I, I thought two commercials were good during the entire whatever three-hour broadcast. I thought the T-Mobile commercials with the texting was pretty funny. I, I did. I thought that they, I thought the T-Mobile was clever, and I obviously loved the commercial with the NFL legends where Marshawn Lynch reaches over to get some frosting off the cake and the football falls off and Mike Singletary screams fumble, and then all of these legends are trying to get the ball and throwing the ball. It was like it was really cool, and, and Montana was going to throw – to Rice and then Dion intercepted it and then they were all the and then at the end Saquon Barkley jumps over somebody and it was just really I like those two things. But come on, all these other ones were just like all these fucking like celebrities have to pop in to to I don't know. I just didn't you know, I didn't like it. Somebody else made a good point. I was like I don't know who it was, but uh, maybe Brett or something was like I get it, man. Women could be heroes too. All these women movies where women are just, and I'm not trying to be a dick, but it's like, I get it. I get it. Women can be tough too, but like running around with guns and being heroes. Yeah. You know, all right, fine. Like, it's not even a sexist thing. It's just like, it, it's just a forced thing is what I think. 
It's just a fucking forced thing. You know, all, and then, and then, um, you know, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't really love the corn syrup fucking Bud Light, you know, I, I, with the castle. It was like, you know, I, whatever. I, I, it just was like, it seemed like overproduction for, I like the simple ones, man. I used to like the Budweiser ones where the Clydesdales were walking and, and then they played football and acted like they didn't like fun shit like that. This is just, I don't know. It was just too much. I did not like the, uh, the commercials other than the two that I mentioned, the T-Mobile and the NFL legends one. Um, let's talk about the halftime show. I mean, are you kidding me? Seriously? You know, I get it. Like, and here's the here's the funny thing. I'm not trying to shit on Maroon Five because as funny as as funny as this is coming out of my mouth, I actually don't mind some Maroon Five songs. You know, I think they're I I actually like some Maroon Five songs. My kids did too, so I was okay. That's great. Oh, they're gonna be a halftime. Let's see. It stunk. It it was not that good at all. Then Travis Scott is there for what thirty seconds. Then you bring Big Boy from Outcast in a car. Were people supposed to go nuts that he's sitting in a car? It's like that's you know. And then he comes out and he does start singing some out, uh, Outcast. And then there's no Andre 3000 from Outcast, which makes up the second half of Outcast. So there's none of that. Do I keep calling him Mark Levine? It's Adam Levine. Whatever. Um, and then. He's dancing around, he's dancing around, and then he takes his shirt off so everybody sees his tattoos like this. Here's one thing I've learned about performances that aren't going well, and I'm being dead serious. And I don't know if he did this because he didn't think it was going well. It was, it was, it was not the worst thing I've ever saw, but it was not good. And I'm not trying to be a judgmental prick, but like I thought Lady Gaga was really good. I thought Prince, when he was playing guitar in the rain, I thought it was all. I thought Prince crushed it. You know, there's there's been some good, there's been some good. Bruno Mars just did a did a really good job, but this Travis Scott comes out and pops up and does like one or two verses or whatever it was. I mean, it was super quick. I don't really know that guy that much. And then Big Boy comes out real quick and sings. It's ridiculous. And then the guy takes off his shirt. I remember one time the Wayne's brothers were bombing. The Waynes brothers, Sean and Marlon Waynes, were hosting the MTV Movie Awards or Music or whatever it was, and they, it was not going well. And they just had to moon. Marlon just had to pull his ass out and moon the crowd just to get a reaction because it was going bad. And this kind of like I just went upstairs. I didn't even see him like take off his shirt, but I went upstairs to eat some shit and and, and, and some. I came down to my wife and I'm like, I hey, took off his shirt and said California on his stomach. Yeah, great. Great. How about playing some good fucking music and putting together a good show? I don't know, man. It's uh it's just whatever. It's just it, it's it's I don't know, man. It just seemed like forced commercials, shitty like halftime. Everybody how here's some let's go over some halftime. Let's do this on the Verzi effect, okay? Can we? Because I'm getting 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 tired tired. I'm getting tired of like these like forced shitty, you know, I'm going to like dance around, take my shirt off, show my tattoos and do this and do that. And I'll be honest with you. I didn't really like the Justin Timberlake one either, you know? And I'm not, again, these guys could all fucking sing and dance. I can't, you know, 
I'm going to be telling joke to a bunch of drunk animals on a fucking cruise ship in two days. So what do I know? You know, I'm not trying to act like I'm, but it just like, it's the Super Bowl, man. You got that many million eyeballs on this thing. All right. Here, let's do, let's do, I'm going to do my top five people I want to see at the halftime show. And you guys tell me, and then you guys write in, and you tell me who you'd like to see at a halftime show. Let's just have fun with it. A little fun here on this Monday. On this warm Monday, by the way. It's like spring out there. My dog's been outside all day. Normally he goes outside freezing his little dick off, you know, goes to the bathroom and is just banging on the door to get in, you know, like a homeless person in a, you know, on a church door in February. And he's now just out there laying on the driveway, dry, warm. It's like whatever, 60-something degrees, almost 70 degrees. He's chilling. But let's have fun on this uh, on this Monday. Ready? So five, and I'm going off the cuff here. I didn't have this written down or prepared. I'm just, I'm just thinking. Here's one that I would do. Foo Fighters. I would do Foo Fighters. Right? And then maybe they could get a little cute and throw in like some of the, you know, remaining members of Nirvana and Dave Grohl and them, they'd maybe just throw in like one or two quick verses from a Nirvana, but then you get Foo Fighters, you get Hero, Best of You, you get Everlong, you get Monkey Wrench, you get, um, you know, just all the, you know, they just, they just, all of the awesome Foo Fighters songs and then they bring somebody on. I think that that would be, that would be pretty sick. Okay. I'll tell you another one I would like to see if they did it right. Um, you know, Eminem. Yeah. Eminem. Great lyricist. I really like him. I think he's a great rapper. I think he can also bring in somebody. Here's the thing about somebody like Eminem. He could bring in somebody like a Nas or a Jay-Z or somebody that he's collaborated with in the past with a big uh, record and, and come in like that and do something like that. The place goes crazy. That would be, I think that that would be pretty good. So I got Foo Fighters. Okay. I got Eminem. Trying to think who else, who else? We'll go different genres, okay? We'll go um, country. I'm not into country, but if there was a big enough country artist and song, why not? I would be down for that. But I'm talking about what I would want to see. Where I would be like, all right, let me watch this. By the way, Eminem has never done it, has he? I, I, don't, I don't think so. I'd feel like an asshole if both of these people did it. But I don't think, I don't remember seeing it. And it, hey, whatever, I didn't see it. And if they, if they did happen, I want to see it then. Um, all right, so we got Foo Fighters, we got Eminem, we got, I got one for you, ooh, I got one for you, he might have been there already, he might have done it, so if he did, but I'll, I'll go Stevie Wonder, let's flip it on that, how about a little Stevie Wonder, you know, uh, did Elton John ever do it, I would see an Elton John, little Rocket Man action, you know, um, so I got Foo Fighters, Eminem, Stevie Wonder, uh, Elton John, Snoop Dogg, and Dr. Dre, <laughs> Dr. Dre, uh, you know, all right, whatever, you guys get my point, something cool where it's like, even if it wasn't for young millennials, because everybody's watching it. You could do a Stevie Wonder or an Elton John, but then some, you know, maybe a mix of both Foo Fighters, something like that, Eminem. I think it would be good. I think it would be because this whole like, I get it that they want pop stars and shit. They want pop stars to sing and dance and take their shirt off and do all this over dramatic shit. And it's like, just play good music. Think about this. 
There's really nothing poppy about Prince. He's a, I mean, I guess you could say pop, but like more of, he's just an all-around great musician, plays the instruments, you know. And I still remember as a non-Prince fan, I want to make that clear, as a non-Prince fan, I remember that performance. I remember him standing there in his purple trench coat, just shredding on a guitar in the rain, just killing it, going like, wow. This guy is like, that's music. So I guess I'd want the music. So there's my unacceptable for the week. Having it, taking your shirt off at halftime and fucking dancing around to Outcast when the main member of Outcast isn't even there. I didn't like the performance. All right, you got a lackluster first half with points and then I got to see that shit. I say boo, thumbs down, even though it was great defense. All in all, not the best Super Bowl experience. Okay, I went to this amazing barbecue place by my house. They won Wing Fest and all that shit. I bought a tray of wings. The wings were really good. I had, uh, you know, we just had a few people, just a couple people. My brother, his girlfriend, my my wife's girlfriend, her kids that are friends with my kids. And that was it. And we were just sitting there. But just, just nah. Just uh, a lackluster, good carrot cake. We had really good carrot cake. You ever have a good piece of carrot cake? No, no, let's talk about this for a second. I'm talking a moist, you ever, a piece of carrot cake that's moist, okay, with ridiculous frosting. Who the fuck is calling me on my landline? I haven't been called on my landline. Oh, this is the school. I got to take this. Okay, I'm back. You guys didn't feel a thing. Um, Yeah, that was just uh, kids' school calling. Everything's all good. Anyway, a good carrot cake. A good carrot cake is nothing. I was in Moncton, Canada with Bill Burr, and we were in a pub. And they were like, you got to try the carrot cake. It's going to blow you away. And it did. And then last night we had a carrot cake. It's just a moist, good frosting. Nice carrot cake is, you know, nothing to shake a stick at. Anyway, uh, so that was the, that that's that's my Super Bowl um, assessment, I should say. Um, boring, but great defense, which you have to admire. Uh, both quarterbacks did not play great. There was no big time performances really. Julian Edelman caught the most passes and got a lot of yards for the Pats, and you know he was MVP, which he should have been. They got that right, but it just was a kind of a lackluster Super Bowl, and uh, definitely I think a lackluster halftime and bad commercials. Here's the good news, everybody: Super Bowl uh, Fifty Four next year. With the Giants, I'm kidding, but that'd be amazing. I think we'll be better. I think they'll do a better. I think they'll do a better job. How about this? Listen, whatever artist we pick, let's keep your shirt on. Let's see if the clothes can stay on, and we can just uh, have the performance, you know, speak for itself. That's all. I, that's all I'll say about that. Um, so, ooh, Stevie Wonder would be a good one, but then have somebody else come out, you know, maybe collaborate and stuff. Who knows? Uh, probably never gonna happen. Uh, I don't think it makes sense to read what you guys wrote to me this week because I did it a few days ago. So I don't want to read one thing, you know, so maybe what you guys can do is you guys can send in, um, all right, here we go. I'll do one. I'll do one. Justin writes, Hey Paul, how do you feel about the Christos Porzingis trade? Do the Knicks trade? Did the Knicks trade away their future? Love the show and take care. All right, this is a good one. We'll, we'll just since we talked about the Super Bowl, uh, I'll just talk about this, and um, and then we'll be done with sports. How about that? 
No NFL is rough now till September, by the way. It's a sad day. That's the one thing. It's a sad day um, in sports the day after the Super Bowl. Because it's like now we have to wait till September. Uh, literally, what, February, March, April, May, June, June. Oh, yeah, I mean, eight months. Like, you could get pregnant right now, and then the kid will be one month by the time the season. That, that's a long time. Um, Christos Porzingis, Justin wants to know, do I think they trade? No, as I said last time, they didn't trade their future away because they have two first-round draft picks. They have um, $75 million in cap space for two max contracts, and we also have a potential first-round draft pick. We have a first-round first round potential first pick in the draft this year because we suck and we won 10 games out of 50 or whatever it is, 40-something. So, um, yeah, I think I think the Knicks are okay. I think Chris Ups will be good. He'll get better. I think he's recovering. Hopefully he does good. I don't wish him bad, but you know what? He didn't want to be here. But here's the one thing. You can't have a guy sitting on the bench telling other players don't come because it's shitty there. You had to get rid of him. You just had to ship him out. He was not happy. It was time to go. When owners and management and coaches and presidents of organizations try to ship your ass out because you it's just not there anymore, then they know. So, no, but to answer your question, they did not get rid of the future. The future is coming. The future is two max contracts. The future is a first, a potential first uh, number one pick in the first round this year and two future first round picks, which we got from the Mavericks. So, no, we did a very good thing. Um, clearing the space, getting people. And Dennis Smith Jr. is really good. Uh, we'll see if we keep DeAndre Jordan or whatever. We'll see what happens. So it should be good. Um, so at first I was scared, but then no, I am not. Uh, I am definitely not scared anymore um, about the about the trade. Look, you can't be scared about the Knicks anymore. You just got to cross your fingers and hope for the best and hope that the good Lord is going <laughs> to make something happen. That's all. Um, so... There, there you go. If you guys want to write in some other ones, write in some other ones. Let's let's turn this thing around now. Let's let's talk about some real shit here. Okay, Super Bowl's over. Okay, Adam Levine's fucking stomach with the words on it and the then the ink. Done. Let's change gears here. Let's talk about me being on a ship with probably a lot of fat, disgusting. Uh, beer drinking slobs, but you know what? Nice people, middle America. <laughs> no, it's gonna be awesome. I'm totally kidding. Um, but here's the thing, man. Like being on a cruise is hard because there's 24 seven buffets included. Like you don't have to go up and pay nothing. You could just walk in and just grab a plate. You know. So I'm gonna try not to blow up like a fucking balloon on this thing. I'm gonna go to the gym. I'm gonna, you know run on the treadmill for a little while, I think, as I look at the ocean, while I'm thinking about eating strawberry shortcake in five minutes and eating dark chocolate as soon as I get off the thing. It's hard. They say the average person gains eight pounds on a cruise. Now, we're only going for, I'm only going for what, three nights and four days. So it shouldn't be, right, it's Wednesday night, Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night, I believe. So I don't know, but it's going to be comedians. It's gonna, I'm going to, you know, I got to watch the drinking. I got to watch, they do. I, I don't know if Norwegian does what other uh, places do, other cruise lines do, but some cruise lines do a, um, 
midnight chocolate buffet. So all these fucking mooses are lined up at midnight like fucking cattle. And they're just lined up, just like sheep, just going to eat the fucking And they're just, you know, oversized animals, just holding fucking sticks with marshmallows on them, dipping them in a chocolate fountain while having, you know, you know, seven layer cake on a plate, rainbow cookies on the side, which all sounds and looks and, and, and even saying it is phenomenal. But, you know, I don't need that in my life. I don't need to do a comedy show at 9 o'clock on a cruise ship and then go back to my cabin, wherever the fuck it is, and be sitting there. Hold on, is this... Okay. Yeah, and I don't need to be sitting there. And uh, one of my comedian friends goes, Hey, Verzi, we're going to go up to the fucking chocolate fountain at midnight. (laughs) Get your shrimp... Get your swim trunks... (laughs) <laughs> and your swimming cap. We're going head first into a uh, chocolate fountain. I really don't want to do that. So my challenge here, Verzi Effect listeners, is going on this cruise, being with a handful of friends. Bobby Kelly is a good friend of mine, so we're def- he's going to be on the cruise. We're definitely going to be smoking cigars on, on, on the cruise ship. Um, if there's a casino on the cruise ship, I think most definitely I'll be in there gambling. Uh, for a little while. So I'm going to definitely be doing that. But the challenge is to not eat, to not, you know, drink too much, to not order food to the room, all this stuff. Like I really, I'm going to try to like eat fruit and eggs and drink coffee and be good on this ship. And it's just going to be hard. So that is my challenge. Like I'm looking at this thing as, and I know what you guys are thinking. Wow. That's a problem to have. You know, not doing too much great leisure shit on a cruise ship with your comedian friends. No, it's not. Listen, I'm gonna. I mean, I'm gonna take the shows seriously. I mean, as long as as long as the setup is serious, you know, um, it'd be funny if it was like midday, two o'clock. People are in the pool, They're like, all right, everybody, just turn your heads to the left a little bit. Listen to this comedian. Get kids. I don't even know if there's gonna be little kids on this thing. I don't know what to expect. All I want to do is just not eat like an absolute moose. And here's something that I just read today, and it's actually really sad and fucked up. I don't want to bring the podcast down, but cancer is hitting millennials, um, like a lot of younger, cancer is hitting younger people now. And they did a study where usually cancer hits like, you know, 60 or after 60 or shit like that happens. And now it seems like um, it's happening earlier and they were talking about the obesity thing. So not to bring this down, but I got to tell you guys something like, and I'm not even joking around. And I know I mentioned it when I got back from Europe. Um, I thought people were joking around, uh, or not joking around, but I thought people were talking a little bit of shit when they were like, America puts poison in their food, and some countries don't even call some of our ingredients legal and would never eat it. And I always thought that that was like blown out of proportion. Guys, it is true. I went to Germany, I went to Estonia, I went to Poland, I went to Hungary, I went to where the fuck were I went to Austria. You know, I, I went to, to the Czech Republic. I went to all these places and like, they're not fat. These people are not fat. These people are like, it is, it is rare. It is. Remember when you were younger in the seventies and eighties or wherever it was, remember? And like the one fat friend got shit. That's how it was. It was the one fat friend of every crew. You know, you watch the movie, the Goonies. That's a classic. 
right? Chunk, who, by the way, is actually a super, super thin, uh, one of the biggest um, Hollywood lawyers. And he's super thin now. But that's what it was. You had the one fat friend. That's what it was. It used to be the one fat friend. Oh, I got to write. I can see this is going to be a bit. One fat friend. That's going to be the name of the bit. And you would like, you know, he kind of, he would act like he was fun. He was always the fun one. He was always, you know, he was the butt of a lot of the jokes, but he was fun and he would joke on himself. But then you, you, he would be the one that he would be fun with the whole group. But then when he was alone with you, he would tell you that he felt like a piece of shit and that he was the laughing stock. So then when you knew that, you kind of were defensive of him and you didn't want anybody to do that because even though he put up that fake facade that he liked it, he was really upset by it. Am I hitting home right now? I think I'm probably hitting home right now. Okay, and, and that that's that's what it was. Now, it's almost like the two skin... Now, it's, it's gone to two skinny friends. You know, now you got like two medium guys... You got a fucking couple of mooses. And then you got the super skinny guy. And it's almost flipped. Now it's like, oh, look at this piece of shit doesn't eat. What are you, starving yourself, you vegetarian faggot? You know what I mean? Like, that's what, you know, people say. And, and, um, I don't know, man. It's, it's bad. It's really bad. The diets are really bad. Um, you know, my son asked me that, and, and I didn't say the word faggot, man. I mean, that's what was said, okay? That's what gets said, you fucking... Did he just say... My, my son said to me the other day, my son came and he said, Daddy, what's what does faggot mean? And um, I was like, what? And he goes, what, is, <clears throat> what does faggot mean? And I was like, um, you know, it's just a... I, didn't, I like looked at my wife like, it's an answer, it's a hard answer. I mean, it's a hard, it's a hard thing to say because I'm like, well, where'd you hear that word first of all? And he was like, well, you know, these kids were saying it in school, and I didn't know how to answer it. And then I was like, I said, you know, it's a bad, it's a bad word to a group of people, and um, you just don't say it. I said, you know, it hurts people's feelings and this and that. And then, um, you know, he knew though, like I could tell he knew. I said it's a very you know, and I didn't, I didn't, you know, explain to my kids yet what like fully, you know, what fully like, like my, my, they don't fully know what sex is. They don't fully know what sexual orientation is or what like sex is yet. And I don't know like how to, I mean, I'm working on it. We're going to do it together as a family, I guess, but I don't know how to bring that up. You know what I mean? Or not bring it up. That would be weird. We're all playing fucking, <laughs> we're all playing Yahtzee. And I'm like, all right, time out, guys. Listen, here's the thing, all right? You got a dick and a vagina, all right? This is what happens. Some dicks like dicks, some dicks like vaginas, and that's it. And then some people get made fun of. It's not cool. I'm not going to do that, you know, while we're playing fucking Zingo or, you know, but, but yeah, I don't, I, I mean, I'm, I'm going to bring that up to them when the time is right or at least talk to them about it. But when your kid says, daddy, what's faggot mean? Um, you first get like shocked and you're like, what? And then you realize, yeah, these little kids on buses are fucking savages and they, you know, they hear things, they say things, they want to make people laugh. And I'm not acting like I was any better. I said some horrible shit when I was younger, horrible racist jokes, which now looking back, it's like hurtful, but you know, you don't, that's the thing. These kids that are in like fourth, fifth, sixth grade, it's not malicious. They don't know. 
They don't know like what it causes people. They don't know. They hear it, know it's bad, and think it's funny because they're saying something bad. But let's get back to the fat and skinny kids. Um, now it's turning into like there's a lot more really big people. And we joke about it. I've joked about it. But I got to tell you, man, the United States, it was like alarming. Because I mentioned this um, when me and Kenny were walking through the airport in Germany. I said to Kenny, what's the one thing you noticed about being here? And the first thing he said was not too many homeless. And that was right. But then um, then I was like, nobody's fat. And we counted like on one hand in Germany. Days in Germany. We counted one hand walking, tourist things, nobody. You know, so uh, it's kind of scary and it's kind of shitty. You know, watch fast forward two days. I'm drinking M&M's in a fucking... <laughs> I'm drinking M&M's in a hot tub filled with fucking, you know, hot chocolate and syrup. You know? <laughs> I love America. I got sushi stuck to my head. I got fucking people throwing slices of pizza at my neck. You know, but it's... it's It really is like we, we are... We are just swimming in food. Um... What's his name? Kyle, funny comedian. I don't see him that much anymore. He's from Florida. His name is Kyle Grooms. Some of you guys know him, but Kyle had a joke about how some countries have no water and we have water parks where we we just jump in water and dance and splash. But like, we're like that with food, man. Do yourself a favor. Go to, go to, if you want to laugh, go to like a TGI Fridays website or an Applebee's website or just one of those type of style restaurants and and just look at the pictures and look what it's serving. There's no reason. And I'm worried because I love to eat. And I think that the I think that like when somebody's like, oh, the shit you put in the food is poison, I think it's true because you notice how like when you eat shitty food, you get hungrier, you keep wanting it. Like, it's almost like when you eat shitty food, you get full and gross for that second, but then you get hungry again because the shit they're putting, you're not, your body's not getting the nourishment. Your body's not getting the shit that it needs. It's like a quick fix. My uh, younger brother was telling me that when you drink diet sodas, it actually makes you hungry. It makes you, it makes you hungrier and, and thirsty. Like, it's, you're not getting, so you're just getting that moment but you're not getting like what you need to eat. I got to tell you something. I lost weight in Europe because the food was just better and I was full after a meal. Not to mention I was on fucking three planes a day and all I wanted to do was sleep after the shows. But you just you, you just get the shit. So anyway, what I'm trying to say is um, it's sad that in our country people are getting sick and um, people are, you know, getting these diseases that normally come to people in their later on when they're seniors, you know, when they're the one, you know, when they're getting their social security and shit. And now you got millennials who are getting cancer. You got all these millennials who are, who are obese. You got all kinds of, you know, shit in the country that is just not, you know, that's the one thing, you know, when the president was giving all those burgers to that football team, I didn't get that mad at it because they were looking at it like, Oh, cheap and no class. I look at it like those, like I said, those mooses loved it. But here's the thing. 
that's just, that's not healthy. It's not healthy to get like, like I would have totally been like, I mean, I guess, yeah, it would have been one time. Okay. It's one time, but no, that's like, there's an epidemic, there's an obesity epidemic in this country. And you know, when you see it, which is crazy, and I'm really not trying to be funny here. I'm really not. But you see some of these little fat fucks, these little, you know, you see a fat little bastard in second, third, fourth grade. You're like, what are you doing? Like, that's a bad. Yeah, and, and sometimes they can't help it, you know, because if both of their parents are mooses, you could see the genetics and you're like, oh, this, you know, this kid doesn't have a chance. You know, he's skinny like a toothpick. Now the kid's going to blow out like it's gonna, kid's gonna blow out like a Thanksgiving, you know, <laughs> balloon. But um, I think that I think that uh, it's just I think it's it's in this shit. So I my I guess my advice, and the whole point of this on the show is read what read what you're eating. I never thought I'd say that, but read the back of it. You know, I've read this thing. I was like, oh, I love these. Well, how much sugar is in this? And I read it. And it was like one serving of it, which wasn't much. It was like 20 plus grams of sugar. That's why we're fat. Seriously. Anything that you like. Oh, no, it's just a diet or, or whatever. It's just a ginger ale or whatever. Look how much sugar is in a ginger ale. Or, oh, it's just, uh, you know, it's one little bar. It's not, it's not much. Yeah, I know it's one little bar. Look how much sugar is in it. I think sugar, Dean Del Rey was saying this. He, he did a joke about how like these um, dictators killed millions of people. And he was like, so does sugar. Sugar is the worst thing you could put in your body. If you cut out, I'm telling you guys right now, I'll do, do a Versi Effect Challenge. Cut out 50% of the sugar in your diet and give it three months and see where you're at. If you, if you take away, this is the hardest thing to do. And Giannis lost a lot of weight doing it. I'm giving you tips here, guys. I'm giving you tips here. Uh, TVE, 388. Oh, I got to get to the sponsors too. But anyway, um, here's the thing. If you just drink water, if you drink zero sugar drinks, you just drink water. You know, the only way to make the water better is you cut lemon, you squeeze a bunch of lemon in your ice water and drink that. If you just drank water, literally put no other fluids into your system other than H2O for 90 days, watch what happens. It's one of the hardest things to do. I'll even give you coffee, an occasional cup of coffee. Do that. But everything else is fucking just loaded with sugar. Why am I talking about this now again? I'm talking about this now because I'm going on a Norwegian cruise line with fucking 25 of the funniest people that, you know, and friends of mine that are going to just be sitting around having access to candy bars at my fingertips. I'm going to have access to, I cannot, do you guys, I'm not even joking around when I tell you guys, I cannot resist gummy bears. I, a gummy, it is, I, I'm not even kidding around. It's I know I know it sounds like I'm trying to be funny. I'm not even trying to be funny. It's actually a big problem in my life. If my wife left a bowl of Haribo gummy bears in our house and I had access to it and she always had it full, I would be 300 pounds within six months because I cannot resist taking a handful of gummy bears and eating them. I simply can't do it. I cannot be helped. I would need I would need to be tied up. I cannot handle it. To the point where I've said, I've said on certain days, I cannot have candy today. I'm not having candy today. And hours later, my son bought a bag of gummy bears. Well, I bought it for him. 
knowing in my mind that I was going to fucking help them eat them. That's how much I love gummy bears. Every flavor. Okay, the white ones are underrated. The green ones get a bad rap. You know, red and, and, and yellow are ridiculous. But like a gummy bear is... What do you think is going to be on a cruise ship? You don't think these these animals are going to be bringing in gummy bears by the by the shovel load? They're just shoveling in gummy bears. I'm going to try to do a challenge on the cruise. I'm going to try to do a weight challenge. Um, but there, I'm sure there's going to be no scales on the cruise. <laughs> there's going to be no scales on the cruise. But like, I really do not want to leave that cruise ship heavier than I get on it. You know, I wouldn't even mind a little seasickness one day where I just throw everything up, drink water, and lay down and lose a couple pounds so I can get back to it. I'm scared, everybody, because I can't handle sweets. I need help. I talked about carrot cake on this thing. How hype, you know? How hypocritical is this podcast? I'm talking about, you ever have a good carrot cake moist with the, and then I'm like, yeah, yeah, there's an obesity problem in the country. More people are getting sick. It's hard. Because we're depressed in America. We're depressed in America. We are. We are depressed in America. But it'll get better. Let's talk about this for a second. This is really going to take this podcast down, but whatever. I'm going to tell you, I, wanna, I was thinking about this. I was driving in the car and I said, I want to help people who want to kill themselves. I do. I want to help people who want to kill themselves. Um... So here's what I'll say to anybody that's suicidal, anybody that thought about it, anybody that contemplated it. Number one, do not do it. It is the worst thing you could do. And and obviously um, things will get better. But here's what I was thinking. I was thinking about, and I was just driving. I'm just talking here. I'm just being honest. All right. I was driving down and I was just looking around and I live up in a beautiful area in... Um, in northern Westchester County in New York, and there's a lot of farms and horses up here and shit. And I'm just driving and I'm looking at these things, and I was looking at like, um, I guess where it came from. Oh, now I'm going to be really honest. I guess where it came from was um, when people say like, I don't want to be on this earth anymore, or I wish this this person's not on this earth anymore, or not here anymore. I always wouldn't understand that because I'm like, what do you mean they're not here anymore? They're here. They're just like, like I was, I, I never looked at it like not being on earth anymore, not being here. I always looked at it like, even if you're dead, you're still on earth. But I, I kind of now understand it. And I know that that's weird. My mind goes to weird places and I think of weird things when I drive and when I'm alone, of course, and everything and like everybody does. And I was just thinking about um, looking to the left and looking to the right of me and seeing horses running on this farm and, um, seeing, I, I know it sounds crazy and corny, but seeing like just sunshine and shit and seeing, you know, interactions with people and, and all these different things that, that you have. And then I thought about when I didn't care about that and I was in the lowest place and I was like, wow, like if anything happened to me during that time, like I wouldn't see this shit right now. Um, and then I realized that how quick we're here and how quick it's, it's, uh, Chris Stefano, a comedian, he did an Instagram yesterday. He goes, all right, we got the Patriots and the Rams in the Super Bowl, and who's going to win? You know what? It doesn't matter because we're all going to die. This is a quick little blip. We're all going to die, and in a thousand years, nobody's going to know what football was or it is. And he was just trying to be funny, but there's a lot of truth to what he was saying. So I understand people are in pain, 
I understand people like, fuck you, Paul. You don't know. Yes, I do. You can't say that shit to me. So what I'll say is it does get better. And when you take pleasure in the little dumbest shit, the littlest shit in the world, you're just like, man, that's crazy. And the older I get, the more I realize, like, man, I could watch National Geographic and just watch these animals and how they act and how they interact and all that. And it's like little things like that, that it's like you're not going to be here forever anyway. So, again, I don't want to sound like a broken record. I've talked about depression on the show. I've talked about where I was on the show. I don't want to bring anybody down. But what I'm saying to you, because somebody recently reached out to me and said that um, I took part in saving their life. And that meant the world to me that my podcast and my stupid shit sitting up here talking about carrot cake and chocolate fountains and having a fat friend and all this shit, sports shit and movies and all that stuff. How listening to my dumb ass can help somebody. But if I save somebody's life, if somebody's heart is beating and I took a part, even a little part in helping them through a tough time to continue to keep their heart beating, then then I want to say this, uh, then I'll say this to whoever. And it's things get better. Things get better. And I was driving looking at that and I go, man, could you imagine if I couldn't see this? Like, I didn't think that I'd ever be happy enough to look at that shit and smile. And now I do. And now I am. So that's how I'll end the podcast. Uh, I'm going to do the sponsors in a second. But if you think about not caring anymore, or you think about giving up or hurting yourself and doing that, understand this. Help is out there. Things get better. You could fucking watch, go to a farm and watch a fucking horse run. I know this sounds so fucking corny and stupid. Believe me, I'm sitting here listening to myself going, what the fuck? But you know what? I don't care. There's truth in it because I was driving and that's what happened. And I go, man, things got better. Look what I'm seeing right now. I never would have saw this through the darkness that I was in. But now I'm like, this is fucking awesome. So get help. And I'll, and I'll, I'll tell you guys another thing, which is pretty fucking amazing, okay? Somebody very close to me that I love very much uh, suffers with depression and, and just an overactive mind and, and, and puts so much pressure on themselves and, and questions themselves and used to drink a ton and, you know, say talk suicidal and do that. And then they were like, you know, they spoke with me and I did everything that I could to help them. And they stopped drinking and things got better. But they refused and they refused and they refused to take medication. And I was like, look, man, I was there for 11 years during my comedy career. I just refused to take any medicine. I thought it would make me not funny. I thought it would change who I was. I thought it would do that. And... um then I took a low dosage of, of something which kind of, it was an antidepressant, but it really targets my OCD thoughts. And it really like just takes the edge off a little bit. And I tried it and it worked. And I realized that there were no sexual side effects. There were no side effects that made me not feel like me. There were no side effects that took away my creativity. There was nothing. It did nothing. Now you have to find the right medication. But anyway, this person who I care about and love very much and is very close to me, decided to take medicine and they're thriving they're doing great this is somebody that told me that they were going to hurt themselves and it was just a matter of time and it was bad and it was scary and they were drinking 
and then they they really really got a handle on it and to see them happy see the craziest thing about depression is when you see somebody at the lowest you see them and they're at their fucking lowest they're crying they don't want to be here they're just sitting there they're looking at the ground they're sad they're all fucked up right like the way I was and what we've talked about before but then fast forward 6 months a year they're laughing their hood is down, they're smiling, they're telling jokes, they're sober, their brain is better, you just see it, they're in the moment, they're enjoying the moment, they realize where they were, they're stronger now, that's the shit that people who want to hurt themselves need to understand can happen, and yes, even for you, look, it's going, no, not me, fuck that, yes, even for you, but you got to do the things that if you want to be happy. You got to do it. Because there's also cop-out motherfuckers. There's also bullshit cop-out people who just let the, oh, no, I'm going to drink, man. Fuck that. And then all of a sudden they're crying and shit. And then, oh, fuck that. If you want to get better, you got to want to get better. And you will get better. Um, but do not do anything to hurt yourself without taking the steps and measurements to understand that there is happiness on the other side. It's beautiful on the other side. And you will find that shit. Okay? And it's the same thing, man. Like, it's the same thing if you are overweight and obese. Look, they're saying it right now online. And they're saying it like, we get we get sicker in this country because of the obesity and because of the cancer and all the chemicals and the fucking preservatives and the shit that we're eating. But you could turn it around. You know, you can turn it around. I know somebody that lost 100 pounds and they're fucking happy again. And it's like, because they just put in the work. So there you go. I don't want to sit here and turn this into a fucking... Ted to a motivational, you know, I'm just saying that like that, that's what, that's the one thing, you know, it could get better. Things could get better. You can get thin. You could not be depressed. And I was just thinking and driving in the car thinking I wouldn't be able to see these things and smile at them if God forbid anything happened to me. So just know that it does get better. And it's happened to me twice in my life. And I've come out on the other side twice. So you can too. There you go. TVE 388. Don't kill yourself. It gets better. That'd be a great t-shirt. Don't kill yourself. <laughs> All right, guys. Um, go to the sponsor's website, guys. Cappernetwork.com for the best sports prediction uh, website. You go on there. You choose the sport you want. You choose the point spread that you think, whatever bet you think is going to happen, and you wager units one to five, and you get up on the leaderboard, and um, there you go. People can hire you for your advice. You can also look at the top people on the leaderboard and make money that way. You can even um, do a capper draft where you get a, 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 the the a, you draft the best handicappers and get a team of them on there. Make money that way. This is for novice uh, gamblers. This is for experienced gamblers. They even do contests like their three strike survivor contest where you could gain prizes. Uh, just you know, three strikes obviously. It's, uh, self-explanatory, you know, don't lose three during the contest and you can win money uh, for a second and third prize winners, I believe. It's just a great website. It's so fun. It's completely free. You log on, you get your profile and you just, um, you choose the games and you try to get to the leaderboard and it's awesome. So if you're into sports and you're into talking crap and, oh, I told you that was going to happen, that's what it does. Pick it, prove it, profit, cappernetwork.com. Go sign up. Tell them the Verzi effect sent you, uh, and 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 just have a good time with um, with choosing games, and it makes the games fun and all that stuff too. Also, all things comedy, guys, go to all things comedy 
All Things Comedy uh, for the best podcasts, albums, comedy specials, uh, online content, uh, you know, online shows. All Things Comedy is growing uh, every day. It's it's one of the best. And um, listen, that's where my uh, album, my special, and my podcast are. So, of course, it's the best. Check them out at allthingscomedy.com and follow them on Twitter at allthingscomedy. Thank you, guys. I did not see a movie this week, um, but I'm sure I'm going to have a bunch of time Um you know, during this, uh, during this next, uh, couple of weeks to see a bunch of movies. So there will be, I think I'm going to go, there's a few that I want to see. So obviously not when I'm on the cruise, but there'll be some movies that I want to see soon too. Um, did not see anything on Netflix yet, but I'm going to be watching that, uh, other, that new movie, uh, that's on Netflix. Not the one with Jake Gyllenhaal, the other one. I'll, I'll explain when I see it, I'll, you know, when I see it, I'll tell you about it. All right, and um, please support the degenerates, uh, the degenerates. Please support the D Gentleman Show. That dgshow.com. It's the Vegas show we uh, I did with Brett and Support that. And guys, from I got new uh, new shows uh, added to the website. Uh, I will be headlining the Pittsburgh Improv. I will be headlining the Raleigh, North Carolina Improv, and I'll be headlining Levity Live. All this spring, you could check out all these dates. The calendar is getting full all these weekends. Amazing cities, amazing comedy clubs. Uh, PaulVerzi.com. Go to the shows page. There you have it. So what did we learn on this episode? We learned that the halftime show stunk, which we already knew. We didn't have to learn. We just recapped that. Okay, we learned that every group of friends early on in the 80s had the one fat friend, and now it seems like there's more because we're eating. There's an epidemic out here, okay, along with the drugs and along with all the other shit that's going on in this country. That's what we learned. And we also learned that you don't kill yourself because it gets better, and there are things that you could look at, okay? And you just let you know life is short anyway. Don't kill yourself. Things get better. I love you all. Thank you very much. This is the politician mode, Paul Verzi, and we're going to stop this right now. And if I get into office, could you imagine? Uh, that's it, everybody. This has been 388. Uh, this is very, very close to 387. This is almost like part two because of how. So we basically get two hours in basically the same week um, or in four days. So there you go. Enjoy this. Binge listen. Have a good time. I'll be on a boat trying not to eat chocolate. Uh, I am out of here. I will talk to you guys next Monday. But you Patreon subscribers for $3 a month, you'll be getting some stuff this week from the Norwegian Pearl. That's right. I will be talking to all those comedians I mentioned at the beginning of the show, see who I could get on the show, and uh, we'll go from there. Talk to you guys soon. Take care. God bless. I'm out.